0: Thanks so much for watching our show. We really appreciate the support. It costs a lot to produce, so we're asking for donations and pledges here on Patreon. Thanks again. Welcome back to See It and Feel It with
1: Dr. Brett. And also there's the other component, which is that I'm 22 years old. There's only only so um, so many sports that you can pick up when you're 22. Um, or, uh, you know, I can't go play in a youth, youth lacrosse league or a youth football league. No, that's just not, not, not really an option. No, it's um, going to be an option. So you're kind of dealing so, with like, like boxing, jujitsu, Olympic lifting. Yeah, that's like that.
0: true. And one of the last guys that we interviewed was a jujitsu guy and he swears, but he's a fireman, um, uh, uh, paramedic and that's his thing on the side or whatever is the jujitsu. So yeah. When you get older, you're you know you're playing some tennis. Some people play competitively. You're playing some golf. Some people could play competitively. The the um, power lifting or the Olympic lifting thing is like new. It's a new twist. I you know what I mean yeah. I haven't I haven't interviewed that many people that go. You know I'm 22. I just want to try Olympic lifting. So yeah. it's kind of interesting. Yeah. <laughs> what else have you thought about besides that? Uh, golf. Um yeah, I'm a big fan. There we go. (laughs) There we go. Almost
1: like I knew you were a golfer. And it's like some somehow. I don't know how I knew that.
0: Somehow let's talk up. Probably because of Ben Hogan (laughs) behind me, right? Um, (laughs) clubs in the living room here. I got clubs everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. I think
1: golf would be a great next sport. Um, but you know, I'm I, I don't think I'm ever gonna stop playing squash unless I'm somewhere where squash is and accessible, um, and then I'll, I'll figure something out. But I think golf would be a, a great um, next option as well. You know, it's a great way to it's a great way to spend a whole day, sort of relaxed. I don't know about entirely relaxed because I know it can be very frustrating. Um, but uh, assuming I don't, I don't get too into it, I think it'd be you know kind of a, a cool cool sport to pick. Well, up.
0: but even if you get into it, if you have the right attitude, then you can still enjoy it, right? It, you That's know, true. it's like attitude is so much a part of everything, right? Yeah. Uh, the crappier the attitude, the harder it is. The better the attitude, the more fun it is. I think that. You know, exactly. I think you're on board with that at this stage, right?
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. 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 Totally. What are you curious about? What do you want to ask me while you got me on this end of the uh, podcast yeah. here?
1: Yeah. I had a, I had a question. I do. So I do. Um, to give some context, I do like a good amount of like coach like squash coaching um, on the yeah. side too. Some kid, no one that's, no one that's looking at colleges yet explicitly, but like, you know, they're, they're high school level players. So they're getting to the point where they're starting to get looks from college and look at colleges as well. Um, what's like, what's one of the, I mean, you're pretty experienced this. What's one of the most common, um, I, for lack of a better phrase, mental blocks that you see, um, you know, high school age recruits, but high level High school age recruits um encountering what's one of the things that gets in their way the most in, in like a psychological sense
0: uh, that's a great question you know what gets in the way um it's almost always some form of like fear of failure or making a mistake right like most of the time people are so worried about their performance they're in their head that it's hard to actually perform well when you need to right so if you're going to showcases depending on the sport you still there we got a recording huh. coming in out. Yeah. So depending on the sport, you know, the, the, it, it's all similar in terms of the mental game in terms of like teaching yourself, uh, not basically not to worry anywhere in your life, teaching yourself to be more present, more in the here and now training your mind to just be in the moment and not worry about something down the road. So you're constantly bringing your mind into the here and now you're using your breath just like you do in squash to just calm down right and again Mm -hmm. get in the moment and then you just want to have more experiences right so the more showcases you do the better the more coaches you try out for the better right because the more experiences you have it's kind of like dating right you have one date you could be pretty nervous you have two dozen dates it feels like oh my god it's just another date right right So you want to have more and more experience and you want to have more courage and you want to unhook from a mind that, you know, most of us have minds that are overactive unless we train them. And so just like you've trained your body, you want to train your mind, something that we talk about a lot. You've changed a lot over the years, right? Your attitude has gotten better and better, right? Right. Less, right? Yeah. Your fear of rejection. I've noticed one thing about you in particular is that the fear of rejection thing is really minimal, right? You've really learned how to, how'd you learn how to (laughs) conquer that? You know?
1: Um, like, it's not easy. You kind of just feel like, sometimes you just like, you throw yourself, yourself into, into situations where like, like you, you're like kind of at, at odds with yourself for a little bit. Like you, you put yourself in a situation where you're just like, you know, I, I, don't want to do this, but like, if I can't do this, then how am I going to do anything else? Um, And and ultimately, um, you know, there's, there's like almost, there's never a downside. I've never had a situation uh, where I've regretted, uh, you know, putting myself in a position where I I could be rejected. Um, It's always, there's always been some positive, whether, whether it's rejection or some form of acceptance, um, uh, there's always a positive. There's always a silver lining to it.
0: like you said yeah god
1: yeah like you said
0: the more you do it it's the more it's just like whatever i don't really give a shit (laughs) yeah exactly it becomes more like second nature but again what you've learned to do is sort of push through the fear to have the experience and then you have an amazing attitude around the experience right because even if the girl rejects you you know if you're sort of evaluating your performance, right? Without being overly critical, right? Without being judgmental and you're just seeing it and going, oh, I could tweak this. I could do it a little bit differently. That's why I sometimes have people watch that movie Groundhog's Day, right? With Bill Murray,
1: because it's kind of
0: funny. He always gets another chance. He gets better and better and better until you master it. And there's, you know, that's, it's a pretty good metaphor for life, right? It's like we're, you know, when we put ourselves in the game, we're, you know, we have an opportunity to learn. We're not in the game. You know, we're going to not only not learn, but we're probably going to have more anxiety, right? Because the more you avoid, the more anxiety you have. So this thing about, you know, facing your fears or doing it anyway, it's just, it's amazing how much value it has. I remember like the first time, like I did public speaking, I had cotton mouth so bad it was just ridiculous. I couldn't even talk. Like when you have you ever had cotton mouth where you're just yeah. you've never had that experience? Absolutely. Like you're, yeah. You're like you can't get the words out and you got a couple hundred people and you feel like the biggest retard on the planet if I can get away with that word. Like, <laughs> you know, it feels so bad, right, to just not be able to speak, but then, you know, if you can get through that and you know even if you have cotton mouth again you get through that and eventually you get through it eventually it kind of goes away because yeah. you're learning from the experience right and i think yeah. you know asking girls out is sort of similar right absolutely
1: yeah, yeah and I think, getting
0: on what's that
1: i think i think this is um like situations like that are especially like where like things like self-talk um kind of are, are really important whether you're kind of like feeding yourself like um you know, positive messages, or you're kind of getting down to yourself. Um, I think in the the context of public speaking, that's definitely something that I've experienced before, even on like the first day of class, you're just like introducing yourself. Like that can be a really nerve wracking situation. So getting up and giving a speech is, is, um, is another level, but, you know, just remembering things like one thing that I always, um, you know, try to try to tell myself in, in situations like that is like, no one cares as much as you. Because no one, everyone else is probably thinking the same thing. No one else is paying attention or pay, paying very little well, attention. Well, actually, that
0: officer. is so accurate, Andre. It's crazy because that's one of the things I often say is most of the time when you're public speaking, almost no one is paying close attention. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> you are, but they're yeah. not. They're doing their own thing. You know, when I had to do my dissertation defense, you have to do, it's like a three-hour ordeal, but the first 20 minutes you're going to do your you know, talk on your whole 160-page dissertation, Mm -hmm. and I'm doing my 20-minute talk, and I was doing great until I realized that the professors in the room were taking notes, being prepared for the defense that had nothing to do with my talk. They weren't paying attention at all, and then I started stumbling when I realized they didn't care or weren't present, and then they looked up, like as if something's wrong right it was (laughs) so weird and that was a really you know like poignant example of when you talk in front of people how little people tend to really pay attention right and so you're reminding yourself of that but i think it's a good thing in life if you ask a girl out right or you play a match and you don't play particularly well you make a mistake or whatever who's really paying attention to that 10 minutes later or next day or an hour later no one but you yeah yeah and so that's why it's so important not to beat yourself up, right? Cuz who's yep. really right? Who remembers, you know, some, you know, flop unless it's something completely ridiculous, right? Yep. There are people that do things on TV that you know, we're going to remember decades later. Yeah. Um, when I was a kid, they had the like world, wide world of sports or whatever, and they had that like you know the ski racers that crashed really, really badly or whatever, mm-hmm. and they would play that like you know and we didn't know who the specific people necessarily were, but some of those crashes were just outrageous. So yeah. there are things that we do in life that we probably regret, but for the most part, probably 95 percent of the time, almost no one cares.
1: Yeah, I'd say that's accurate
0: what else is like you, you are you curious about today while while we got this experience
1: um actually all right this i mean this
0: yeah have, maybe
1: maybe this doesn't have too much to do with um you know, the, the conversation at hand but i could you explain a little bit about the uh, the, the the backdrop i mean obviously the art the golf picture makes sense what what about the uh, the figures in the uh, in the backdrop as well like the uh, well i got
0: my i th- can you see my um you know doctoral degree yeah. So a, my doctor degree is there. Then we have the uh, the area where we live, Palm Beach Shores, right? Yeah. Um, the Asian art. I just like, you know, I like my wife is Thai. Nihon um, ni Thai. Uh, I think that's how you say I want to go to, to, to Japan one day. Um, you know, so I yeah. just kind of like the, you know, I'm curious about Japanese culture. I always have been. Um, the Buddha, I, I consider myself sort of Buddhist in philosophy. You go inside for answers. So I can never really have enough Buddhas. And I don't know if you can see the fish tank, but I'm just a fish person, right? So, I, I know that. So these are just sort of like, yeah, these are just all the things that some of the things I love. If we expanded the picture, you would see my golf clubs. I was just telling my assistant before we got on that my wife just doesn't care about decorating, so I'm free. So I've yeah. got clubs, like golf clubs, fishing poles everywhere, tanks, you know what I mean? If she doesn't care, I'm going to create it, like, in a way that I find it, like, super fun. Yeah. You know, I like to play with things. So, you know, we got the backyard that we're sort of, you know, um, sculpting here. And, you know, we're just, we're just going to make this house here um, just an amazing foundation so we can have visitors and guests, you know, in the future here, especially when the... COVID dance, you know, starts to recede or reside or whatever that is. Um, so I'm excited, you know, for the possibility. Living on a peninsula, 600 yards from the ocean, is just magical. So I kind of got the sort of inside of the house to reflect a little bit of my psyche, you know, around sports and around fishing and around play, because I think, you know, too many people in life, you know, life is so serious in so many ways. We both know that, right? And so, you know, I, I think a lot of people don't play enough. And even squash, where it right, gets so hyper competitive, sometimes you lose the play.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely accurate.
0: Yeah. So there we go. Hey, Andre, thanks so much for joining us. Andre Giglio, um, Buck Jr. and um, avid squash player and 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 totally good guy. Awesome. Thanks. Appreciate
1: Thanks, thanks so you for much.
0: having me. All right. Thanks, pal. Thanks for watching See It and Feel It with me, Dr. Brett. If you enjoyed this video, remember to like, subscribe, or share it with a friend.